Hey everyone, I'm Josh Brown, and this is the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Today we're talking about how to leave behind your life of freelancing and start running a legitimate business. <laughs> this is the key. I've heard from so many of you in the past few weeks and you've been talking about the fact that you're a freelancer right now. Maybe you've got a full-time job or part-time job on the side or maybe you've got so much going on that your freelance is just a couple hours a day but you have a passion and you have a mission and vision that you want to one day be a business owner and that's what I believe that Follow Your Soul Heart is all about helping you get out of the rut of being just a freelancer to being somebody that can own your own business. Maybe you're going to be a solopreneur or an entrepreneur or do what I do and run a creative agency. Whatever your passion and your mission and your dream is, however you choose to follow your soul heart, I believe that this episode is going to be a pivotal point in helping you understand how to make that leap. So we're going to talk about three things and I'm going to dive into those real quick at a high level and then we're going to unpack each of those through the course of this episode. The first thing is how do you go about transitioning your pricing from freelance to business? Super, super important. If you're just pricing out yourself as a freelancer, then you're always going to remain a freelancer. If you want to grow into a business, then you have to charge what a business is worth. Now, that's not overcharge and underdeliver, and we'll unpack that a little bit more here in a couple minutes. Uh, the second thing is how do you go about finding clients to support your growth even when you don't have a strong network? Some of you have reached out to me and said, hey, I really want to grow to the next level or maybe I just even want to like increase my freelance right now, but I don't have a strong network. Some of you live in other countries and you just don't have people around you that are that have deep pockets and are willing to shell out cash in order to help move their ideas forward. Um, and I would say there's so much that you can do to build a stronger network. And we're going to unpack a lot of that. And let's just start with saying that the very first thing you, you need to do is make sure that you understand how to build relationships because relationships are the key to a strong network. So many people, you know, this is a side note here, but so many people I've met along my entrepreneur journey simply don't return an email. And when if you're in that mode where you're going so hard, so fast that you don't return an email, I guarantee you over the long run, your network is not going to be very strong. In fact, the majority of my business has come in because I was simply the, the only guy who returned an email to a potential client or the only person who followed up months later just to check in and see how somebody was doing. And, and the, the big key in all of that is you don't do it for the motivation of making money. You do it because you want to help somebody else make them money or pursue their product or dream or service getting out in front of more customers. So those are the first two things, transitioning your pricing from freelance to business, finding clients to support your growth even when you don't have a strong network, and number three, keeping a positive mindset as you work harder than you ever have your entire life. So many people have this vision of an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, uh, someone who runs a creative agency who has left 
the nine to five cubicle job and now they just work a couple hours a day and spend the rest of their time on vacation or hanging outdoors or spending time with their family or just doing all kinds of fun stuff. And I would say that is entirely false. In fact, I know some very high level entrepreneurs that work harder than anyone else that I know. Now, because they've chosen to work so hard, when they finally have a moment where they can squeeze in a break or have some downtime or go and rest, they're able to rest in a way that makes the rest of you jealous. <laughs> I find this happening a lot in my own life because when I finally get a vacation or take some time off, I'm usually trying to do it in places that are gonna, what I call, deepen my rest. So I might be on the beach or the ocean or I might be posting pictures or sometimes you're going to see me during the work day out doing fun things, golfing, you know, fishing, you know, going out and exploring the world, hunting, whatever the thing is that I'm most passionate about and have the opportunity to do. But what you don't see is that I'm still working harder than I ever have my entire life because I'm on my phone, I'm answering emails, I'm talking with clients. Uh, sometimes I'm even answering those phone calls on the golf course kind of embarrassing. I try to limit that one, but many times I'm launching websites or I'm talking with my team all the way up until the afternoon and then the evening is spent doing the work. So, so many people don't realize that you've got to keep a positive mindset, but you're going to work harder than you ever have your entire life. So that's the framework but now we're gonna dive into each one of those and discover a little bit more about how you can leave behind your life of freelancing and start running a legitimate business. So step number one, let's rehash that one. Transitioning your pricing from freelance to business. So many entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs rather that I meet talk about this. They struggle about it. This used to be me. At one point in my life, I was charging $15 to $20 an hour and I thought I was overcharging clients. In fact, I bet if I broke that down, I was probably making about two to three, maybe even $4 an hour because of all the additional research that I had to do. I wasn't fully familiar with how to code, how to design, how to build a strategy or a proposal. Many times I would spend more time on the proposal for a potential job than I would on the actual job because I just didn't have the knowledge yet. And I didn't know and understand that I could go and Google and uh, spend time around people or find mentors or other kinds of things and be able to kind of jumpstart myself down the road. So I did everything by hand. I did all of my own administrative. I did all of my own finances. I did all of my own proposal creation. And many of you are in that boat right now. So how then do you all of a sudden start charging more money and transitioning that pricing from freelance to business? And the first thing that I would say is you have to have a knowledge of how much that you need to survive. Okay. Now, when I broke this down initially, I used to make about thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars at a job, and over time, I've been increased to around fifty thousand dollars a year. So I knew about what it took to live on the low end of that spectrum of salary, and on what I called at the time the high end of a spectrum of salary. And my wife and I, my wife stayed at home with our kids, and so we had to be very, very diligent 
And as we made more money, we had to get even more diligent so that we wouldn't go spend it and then have a season where we were going to make less. And so that's where we developed the, the kind of the framework and the understanding and the baseline to be able to handle our household at a range of salary opportunities. I would say this is what set me up for success later because I knew how to do a whole lot with just a little. So what does that have to do with freelance and then what you're going to charge a potential client in the business world and all of that? Well, the first thing that has to do is understand what it's going to take for you to be able to thrive financially. And when I say thrive financially, I'm not saying, oh, you're making a $40,000 salary now. Well, then you obviously need $80,000. No, what I'm saying is you want financial independence and financial freedom. You want the freedom from the nine to five or the grind of dealing with freelance opportunities that you bid on and never get. You want to be able to go and attract your own clients. Then you need to discover what is it going to take financially for you to be taken care of by your business, okay? So for me at the time, $50,000 was the high end of the spectrum. So my goal was to make inside of that range initially. My dream goal was to make $60,000. I decided I'm gonna put that one out there. I'm gonna go after trying to make $60,000. Now when you break it down, what does that come down to? About $5,000 a month. At the time, I was charging $1,500 per website that I was building, and I would charge about $500 to $1,000 for the logos that I would design. So I broke that down and I said, okay, so how many logos do I have to land each month? How many websites do I have to land each month? And pretty quickly, I realized I would not be able to handle the volume without hiring other people, which I didn't have the money to do. So I raised my prices in my business. That was the very first thing that I had to do. I didn't want to do more than two websites a month. So the very first thing that I did was I went from charging $1,500 for a website, a basic website, to a minimum of $2,500. Because now if I could land two websites a month, I was gonna hit my goal of $60,000 a year. But in the same breath, if I only landed one website a month at $2,500, and I landed one logo project a month at $500 to $1,000, the minimum, say, say the minimum each month was about $3,000, then I would hit the low end of the salary spectrum, which was right at $36,000. Remember, I had lived before on about 35,000, so I knew what that would look like, and I knew in this capacity, I would have more time to go after more business and network with more potential clients. So at the base end of the spectrum, I knew what it would take to just survive, and I knew what it would take to thrive. Do the math. I cannot stress that any more importantly because math is so important to create a vision and a mindset for what you want to do. So many of you right now are stuck in the, well, I can only charge 15 to 20 or $25 an hour tops 
to the people that I'm working with. And part of the reason for that is you're still in the mode of freelancer and that's okay. If you're just called to be a freelancer, honestly, you can create a living wage. You can have tons and tons of work. There are people who'd be willing to hire you and you can find companies that are willing to let you work at that level, 15 to $25 an hour, maybe even some of you $10 an hour. But in the long run, you're gonna be investing in a company that will invest back in you as they grow. So if you help them grow, they're gonna help you grow. Now, the challenge is, how do I go from a current company that I charge a certain amount to doubling that? Because that's what it's gonna take for me to go out on my own. I've run into this. In fact, I had some clients initially who were charging, I was charging around uh, 25 to 30, maybe even $40 at the top level uh, an hour. So at the $40 an hour rate, when I did all the math and I understood where I wanted to go as a creative agency, I recognized that we needed to be charging $120 an hour. Now, you do the math there, that is a quite significant growth and I needed to go to my existing clients and tell them, look, no longer can I work at $40 an hour, now it's gonna be $120 an hour. Wow, that is a huge, huge jump. The reality is though, it wasn't a big jump because I was getting better in my skill set. I was becoming more efficient with my time, but I still needed to be paid for the value that I brought to the table. So as I grew this, I didn't just start by throwing a number out. I figured out my need, I figured out my skill set and what I thought value-wise I could bring to the table. And then I went to my clients and I did this at the end of the year. It's usually good when you're thinking through a contract uh, for the next year. And I went to them and I said, this isn't up for negotiation. This is where I have to move to create a sustainable company. And we're gonna continue to serve you. We're gonna bring you the best deals. In fact, we're gonna charge you less hours because I'm more efficient. I have better skill sets now. And every single time when I went and just explained it to a client, they understood. So when you transition your pricing from freelance to business, people are gonna recognize that you're moving from just being you know, John Doe, the freelancer, to somebody who's running a thriving company, and they're gonna recognize that you're bringing more value to the table, and they'll be willing to pay more money because they're gonna have you as a gateway and a person that they can always go to and find success when they need it. So that is how I believe you should start with transitioning your pricing from freelance to business. Now, number two was, how to go about finding clients to support your growth even when you don't have a strong network. Some of you have reached out to me, live in other countries, and you said networking is so hard for us, what do you recommend? Well, the very first thing that I recommend is get on LinkedIn. I don't care if you're from another country, but if you have created a very adept LinkedIn page that I can look up, or maybe you've shared in an email, it's in your bio, it's in your little uh, salutation area, then I'm gonna be able to click on that and see right away what skill sets you have, what projects you have, the connections that you have, and understand if this is somebody that I can work with. And as you do that, I would also build up my portfolio. You need to showcase your portfolio. 
Now, many of you would say, well, all of my portfolio pieces were with NDA contracts, and that's basically a non-disclosure agreement where you're not able to share what you've actually done. I've had this in the past. In fact, one year I worked with a, a um, development agency and we created software. I did the UI UX design for PricewaterhouseCoopers. In that context, I could not share any of my designs, couldn't share any of my information, couldn't even talk about the fact that I was working with PricewaterhouseCoopers. In fact, I, I actually put it up on my website not realizing that and I was told by the development agency, can you please put us as your partner, not PricewaterhouseCoopers because we don't want to get into any of that mess. Now, I wasn't white labeled, I was my own company, but I still wasn't the one who had built that relationship with the client initially. It was my client's client and so therefore I couldn't claim it. Now, if that's you, that's okay because you can still go about taking all of the things that you've spent time building and doing and creating your own projects that you can showcase. They can be really, really similar or you can find a way to talk about what it was that you did for a particular company without naming the company. One year, I built a design for the YMCA. In fact, it was a beautiful website, great marketing, and all kinds of stuff that I kind of poured into it to showcase to other YMCAs the potential of what my company could do for them. I heard from a friend of a friend who knew somebody that I needed to submit this website to the national organization to make sure it was approved, and so I did. In the website that I created, I had one small screenshot that had a YMCA logo, which was an actual application that I had built for a YMCA down in Montgomery. For a YMCA down in Montgomery, Alabama. And the interesting thing in that is it was just one small thing, but the national organization sent to me and said, I appreciate you uh, letting us know that you built this. I hadn't had any clients at this point, and they said, but you're gonna have to change those images and remove the YMCA logo. Now, what they didn't say was that I needed to change the font, and I needed to change the design. All I needed to do was change the YMCA logo. So that's what I did. I removed the logo, and I put a random logo that I created that was just, a very generic text-based logo and I utilized that to still showcase what I had done. If anyone looked at it, they would recognize this was a product geared at the YMCA, but it protected me from having the national organization tell me I could not showcase that work. I still showcased my actual work, I just didn't connect it directly to that particular YMCA and I was able to use it to land new business. This is what it means to build a strong network. It's not always the people you need to connect with, although we're about to talk about that. It's the ability to showcase what you've done so that it can strengthen the trust that others can have at a real quick glance that you do have a network. Now, with that said, you've just started out, you've done some freelance projects. In the beginning of my kind of history in this space, I was doing some basic logos, some church websites, you know, some generic work. In my organization where I was serving full time, 
I began to take on more responsibilities in the areas that I eventually wanted to launch out into my own business in. So what did this mean? Well, it looked like me going and creating things in my workplace and then presenting them to the higher ups, the executives, the window seats, as we called it. And many times those ideas weren't they didn't go any further. They didn't transpire. In fact, one time we created this amazing, awesome social campaign. I brought in a couple other people in our organization. We created the design, the development aspect. We presented it to our team and our team just said, oh, well, that's good, but you really haven't thought it entirely through. Even though we had, we knew this would work. It was risk taking, but it was going to be amazing. And they did not even give it a second glance. Now, I took that and used it as a portfolio piece. I went out and I created a full-blown page that was dedicated to how this whole event should have transpired. I didn't tell people that it never materialized because it was a great idea, great concept, and a great portfolio piece. So never underestimate the power of your ideas. In fact, my old boss, David Reed, once told me that your best ideas will never see the light of day. I'm a firm believer in this. I see it even now with my clients. I'll tell them about a great idea that we need to go forward and push through and have, and maybe they'll try it real quick without a lot of thought into it. Other times they'll just say, nah, we don't want to try that or do that. And I know this is going to work when you do it the right way and you put the right resources behind it and they just don't believe it. And so we end up doing something entirely different. My name gets attached to it, but it wasn't my idea. And that's okay because I recognize the best ideas that I ever have as a creative will never see the light of day. Now, the people side of the network. This is where growth opportunity in the, in the form of dollar bills comes in, right? You've got to find clients to support your growth financially. Okay, so first we have that network where we've built a portfolio, but we've got to have the clients that we can go out and interact with and find that are going to support us financially. They're going to be the ones who transition us from freelance charging to business charging, where we go from making $40 an hour to $120 an hour or more. So how do we start that? Especially if you're in another country, like I said earlier, we start with LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a valuable resource. We start by getting on Twitter. We go there and we find people that are looking for work or ideas and we just contribute. We like things. We post. We put ourselves out there. We start by getting on Instagram or Facebook and connecting with people in that regards. We go to meetings. If you're in the United States, we have a lot of chamber of commerce events in every single city in America. You get involved in the chamber. You start attending meetups. You find conferences. You go to trade shows. Whatever it takes, you have to have a hustle mentality to get yourself out from behind the computer and out into the world to simply meet people. In fact, when I started my company and I was transitioning from freelancer to entrepreneur, two ways that I went about growing my business was number one, I applied for jobs. Part of this was I wasn't entirely sure yet 
what my future was going to hold, but I also wanted some validation that I could land a job somewhere else. Now, when I got into those particular jobs that and they I had maybe three or four different offers over the course of a few months, I recognized this wasn't the direction that I wanted to go, but it allowed me to build more confidence in how I would interact with people and it allowed me to interact with potential customers. In fact, two places that offered me jobs ended up becoming my first clients in the first year. So, this is a not like this is just a strategy that sort of came about as I was trying to make my decisions, but I began to realize that it was also a really solid strategy. I recommend doing this through things like the creative group or some of the different recruiting agencies out there because it's a little bit easier to let clients down <laughs> or potential workplaces down because they're used to that. They're going to have this happen a lot. Sometimes you only talk to the HR people and in that case, it's really not worth your time. But other times you're going to interact with maybe a vice president of marketing or a CEO. There were a couple of times where I met the direct CEO walked me through an office and we realized right away I wasn't going to work in his office but there would be some potential other opportunities and they recognize this as well. They realize that they're they're only going to bring in talent that they believe is at level 10, right? You might be in level 3 to 8, somewhere along there. You're really good at what you do, but you're not quite at the skill set where you're going to make it in this company but that doesn't mean the company can't use you as a contractor. It's okay to go into running your own creative agency or business or being a solopreneur or entrepreneur and serving other agencies and companies as a contractor because even though you've got a client, you still have to interact and keep the client work with them and you're still gonna be doing things you're passionate about to help give you the backbone to get where you wanna go. The other interesting thing about this is these guys are going to pay more. Every single time that I worked with an existing software development agency, they always paid me what I was worth. Rarely ever did I get shortchanged. I always had to do a really good job, really hard work, but rarely ever was I treated like somebody who didn't know what they were doing and was I ever treated like a freelancer? I was always treated like a part of the team and the entrepreneur that I believed I was called to be. The other aspect that you can do, so first you've gotten on LinkedIn, you've gotten on social media, you've gone to some different events, you met with a bunch of people. The other thing that you can do is you can reach out to business owners. Business owners are the key to the economic success in America and they all need help. Every single business is going to be open to the idea of someone coming into their business and telling them or pitching to them a way that they can generate more business. So get out of the desk, get out of the office, go and meet with people in your community, go wherever they are, people that are running thriving and successful businesses and tell them that you've got a plan. Now, while I say that, it, like make sure that you're not going in telling someone how to run their business, okay? <laughs> we don't want to get into that, but we do want to go and tell people that we understand the market and we want to be able to help them reach their business goals. For some of you, you're IT driven and you think, well, I, don't, I can't go to a local bakery and help build some kind of 
application behind the scenes that's going to help them run their bakery more efficiently. And I would say get creative. Yes, you can. Whether it's building an app, whether it's programming on their website that's going to make things more automated, everything in the business world can be solved by a piece of technology, whether it's a design, whether it's code, whether it's programming, there's always something that needs to be done. And if you can do the research and help them figure that out, you're going to be successful. I promise you, I promise you, and you're gonna build a stronger network in doing that. In fact, many times when I work with small businesses, they refer me to other people. And so all of a sudden my network just multiplied out and I didn't even go out and try to find new clients. So if you wanna find those clients to support your growth, you've gotta use all the channels necessary and you've gotta get creative and then you're gonna build a strong network. The third and last thing we're talking about is keeping a positive mindset as you work harder than you ever have your entire life. This was the thing that came natural to me, but I meet a lot of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs or even agency owners who are always talking about the fact that they didn't recognize that it would take so much work to keep a company alive and thriving. For me, like I said, it came natural. I grew up on a farm. I raised tobacco and cattle. We had grain crops on our farm. I saw that life was hard. You had to work for it if you wanted it. And I just didn't expect the business world to be any different. In fact, I would say because I serve a lot of nonprofits, you have to work a little bit harder for a little less cash every single day. And that's okay because my business has a mission SolArt's mission is to make a positive impact in the lives of others. And so for me, that trumps how much cash I'm going to make or how much money I'm going to bring into our business. Now, I want to take care of my employees and contractors, so I work really hard to make that happen. But at the end of the day, that's not the motivation. The motivation is to serve people well and make a positive impact in the lives of others. You've got to determine what is your mission and then once you get that mission going of what you're trying to do and trying to succeed, always accomplish your why, then develop a positive mindset. Mindset, we've talked about it recently on the podcast, but I believe it's the key to reaching any of your goals. If you don't have the right mindset, you're never going to reach the goals that you want to reach in the right amount of time. The time is so valuable and if you don't reach it in the right amount of time, you're going to spend more time trying to reach them down the road instead of invest time in things that are gonna help you grow your business. So you wanna have that positive mindset and recognize you have to work hard. You're gonna have some long nights. You're gonna have some early mornings. You may have clients in other time zones and you've gotta get up super early and be super professional. If you've got kids in the house, like I do, you've got to find ways to keep them quiet. You got to tell your wife that she's going to have to take them out of the house for a little bit or put them outside for a few minutes and go into these client calls. You're going to have people that need to talk to you all of a sudden out of nowhere. You're going to be on vacation and a website breaks down or some kind of emergency happens and you're the only one with the domain knowledge to fix it. You're going to literally have a client tell you this actually happened to me that they need their website launched today when you thought they needed it launched tomorrow and you're walking in Bar Harbor 
with no shoes on in the water with a big amount of family <laughs> and you have to launch that site from your phone. You don't have any other reception to call people and talk to them. You have to launch it from your phone and you have to go to this high point on top of some rocks in order to do that. Whatever it takes, you have to be willing to do it. You have to be willing to work hard and that's how you're gonna achieve success. So let's just recap those real quick so you can get it ingrained in your mind. If you wanna leave behind your life of freelancing and start running a legitimate business, the first three things that you have to do is start transitioning your pricing from freelance to business. You wanna find clients to support your growth even when you don't have a strong network and just get creative. That's the ultimate goal in that point number two. And then the last point is you've got to keep that positive mindset as you work harder than you ever have your entire life. And I guarantee you, when you pursue this thing, when you launch your dream, when you follow your soul heart, you're going to have people all around you that just look up to you and say, how in the world are you doing this? This is amazing. I want to be a part of this. I want to know what you do. I want to do what you do. And ultimately, I want to help support you on your way and on your journey to a life of success and fulfillment because that is exactly what's happened to me. It's exactly what I feel every day where I wake up, I'm completely fulfilled in the morning, at the end of the day, knowing that I'm doing exactly what I was created to do. And my goal as always is to always, always, always make a positive impact in the lives of others through all of this. So thank you guys so much for your attention. Hopefully this was inspiring or practical help for some of you that have been struggling and reaching out to me. I really appreciate your and value your time. If you need any help or just want somebody to be a listening ear as you talk about your struggles or your questions, feel free. Reach out to me, josh at soulheart.co. That's josh at soulheart.co, not .com. And reach out to me. Let me know how things are going. Let me know where you're at in your journey. You're at in your walk. I'm, I'm here for you because you've given me your attention. I want to give that back to you. So if you're a solopreneur, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're running a creative agency, or if you're a freelancer who wants to get there, I've done it. I'm in this thing right now. I'm still working on growing this thing and I want to help you. So please do not hesitate to reach out like some of you have done already. I love all of you. I'm so passionate about this topic and I can't wait to see and watch you follow your soul heart, right? So this has been another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast.